I kind of sound like a kind of sound like a what do you call them? All India Radio hosts. Like hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Rookie Numbers podcast. A podcast where we take games and game news and talk about it. My name's Aman and with me I am Neela. And that was our intro for today. I tried something else and something different. I'm going to keep switching it up, don't we? So this week <clears throat> this these last two weeks have been kind of a kind of a dead zone for our channel and we have reasons for that and the reason was that we were playing games a lot of games and we will cover what we were playing and make an episode out of that so before we do that we'll talk about some of the news that has happened in the last two weeks where we weren't around starting with the RTX 3060 Ti so we had touched on the fact that this was about to launch and then we like literally a few days after we had recorded and released the previous episode we got the news of it launching and the reviews and all of that so it launched at a pricing of 399 which was what we had expected we had expected somewhere around 349 to 399 and 399 is pretty much right there right and uh, more so actually it also launched in india at a very competitive pricing the founders edition of the card is available for around 37k if i'm not wrong 35 to 37k and pretty good pricing yeah and aftermarket goes up to about 45k which is where the 3070 starts off but again uh that's aftermarket to, yeah yeah so also subject to availability that that's a starmark that can stay on the entire year yeah exactly right also on on launch nvidia had claimed that rtx 3060 had more stocks than the 3070 3080 and the 3090 combined but did that happen i don't think so uh, i i'm not really sure it hasn't really reached the lo- like it hasn't really reached the shelves yet for that matter okay at least not that i know of um from what i remember a lot of people lot more people got this card than they got the other cards but it still isn't enough to meet the supply uh the meet the demand the demand still isn't uh okay i, I messed it up hard the supply <laughs> isn't enough to meet the demand mm-hmm. which to be fair there is a lot of demand this is a very weird year and everyone wants to game mm-hmm. um what the performance wise it's said to be a 2080 super killer and um which is very big claims because the 2080 super was not a cheap card by any means it was one of the top of the line cards and the 3060 ti is basically the budget priced card of the th- RTX 30 series which uh, shows yeah for yeah for reference the last generations budget RTX card was the 2060 and this is supposed to be in the exact price range of that exactly and the RTX 2060 does not hold a candle to the 3060 Ti's performance what i find weird about this release is nothing else but the nomenclature it's called the 3060 Ti they haven't used the Ti nomenclature anywhere on the 3000 series they call it the 3070 3080 and 3090 they try to remove the ti naming apparently by re- launching 2080 and 2070 super cards instead of the ti cards although the 2080 ti still existed making me believe that the ti name would either be on its way out or mean an entirely different thing but 
from the looks of it it doesn't the super naming was just there for a couple of months and now it's not and i won't even be surprised if they come out with 3070 super or something which is just a transient version between the 3070 and 80 so the nomenclature is all over the place i don't get why they did it it's confusing for no reason but if you can look beyond that which i can of course but i like to be picky about this um it, it's a good value it's at a really really good price you can't really go wrong with it if you can find it in a store well it's funny you talk about the 3070 super and please I mean, don't tell me that's that going matter. to be a thing it is i mean either a super or a uh, what do you call it a 3070 ti right mm-hmm. but my my main point being that is going to be a card that is going to hit the stores very soon 100% because of the pure reason of a uh 5800 xt existing or wait a 500 5800 existing yep um i i guess so but do they really need that many more skews when they don't have enough wait, no. chips wait for this your reason of a 6800 xt uh, existing i'll tell you why okay because the 6800 xt is not competing with any nvidia card at, the, at this time do you think that's a that's a minus rate. point for amd or nvidia like does nvidia even care you could you could see as a positive point for uh, of course amd or a negative point for nvidia as in the fact that nvidia doesn't have competition there and amd is more so getting the market share of that area but again that's a very minuscule difference it's just a 100 dollar difference from less, the even less 30, than that 80. and think about it yeah. the 3080 and 3070 are both around the prices if you have money enough for the 6800 xt you might as well spend the little extra money and buy the 3080 and if you just quite don't have the money for it you can just buy the 3070 it's kind of like placing a decoy from a competitor so that one buys I mean, either the cheaper one or the more expensive one because if someone is going out to buy a graphic card with nothing in mind with absolutely nothing in mind the one card that fits their performance but does not perform on ray tracing stuff which is the new stuff in town isn't that a weird mix like would it, why why would you want that also i have something to tell you about the ti branding which i don't know whether you know of or not okay so originally when nvidia launched the ti branding it was a, it it had to do with the well the cards using titanium parts yeah which gave them in turn a performance boost right which i don't think is that that much of a thing right now because they outright have better stacks in general than they used to than the other non ti variants so at this point it has just become that the ti is just a better card I mean if that has become the thing and a lot of the times when uh companies make nomenclatures or branding for something it is made for a specific reason but later on it just becomes a trend where um if my 4 iPhone 4s means something like s means superior or whatever or s means silicon who knows what it really means but for us if the if the users 5 years down the line think s means better then changing it to something like a t or an x or a plus is just unnecessary right because this this served the purpose that does too why make the change 
there's just unnecessary learning involved for the user who was up to date with your nomenclature until now you've done the learning once why do it twice for sure man i don't i don't get why they so honestly even i when they had launched the super, super cards even i was thinking that tr is out of the well yeah phasing out right but now they launch a new card with just the ti branding i'm it's not even like it's not even like we had seen the 3060 before that we are seeing a 3060 ti right exactly it's just out of the blue they are like we are launching a 3060 ti that's probably to say that they'll launch a 3060 sometime yeah, that's or probably that's a given. or probably what they deem to be this cards so it's probably just like this this batch of cards has a yield of this much therefore it is a 3060 or a 3070 this particular batch of cards have a yield of this much or whatever and this ha- this is why it's a 3080 because i'm guessing at some point all of these cards are made the same and then routed in different ways in terms of number of cores and number of tensor cores etc etc so i'm assuming so there is, is like potential to make shrink this even further and make a 3060 out of it which is probably why let me interrupt you right that is exactly how most of these cards are made okay so the only difference between the 3090 card and the 3070 card is binning right yeah. the best bin cards become 3090 the worst bin cards become 3070 and the medium bin cards become 3080 but more or less the chipset remains the same the main chip remains the same it's just binning so it all most of the time it comes down to binning if 3060 ti is a new uh, chipset altogether which i'm not really sure of i i don't think definitely so definitely the Yeah, definitely the worst binned ones will have newer cards. Yeah, like the thirty sixty or the thirty fifty. Also, which reasons like I on what pricing the thirty sixty hits? Because that if they be have a, a card three ninety nine, yeah, if they hit, if they have a card on three ninety nine, I don't think they have another card at three forty nine because at that point it's just that that would be it. like another decoy product. If you have three forty nine, might as well spend fifty. Yeah, bucks. then just have it at two ninety nine. Yeah. and that will be an insane pricing for an expecting better than a 2070 at least which is still insane they are like pantsing their last generation so hard with these new cards i really like it because they finally have actual competition that's true that's for sure and um what i realize is that until um like until um say 2 or 3 years ago good gaming was kind of expensive even even like the even the 2000 series was expensive like if you wanted to game at the highest level you needed at least on 1080p or 1440p you needed to like shell out 500 bucks for a card 500 dollars or say 50000 for a good graphic card now with mm-hmm. this it's still sounding like 40k in india but if you're able to get it from outside or if you're able to like get old parts eventually um which is probably the way i would do it like wait for it to get a little older say a year down the line and then upgrade or get something old i find that a lot of good hardware for like 1080p highest level gaming is available for pretty cheap and that's nice to know for sure and definitely i i'm really liking the trend going forward if nothing else yep um okay now we have i think a bunch of like okay no before this I want to talk about uh PlayStation 5s and their battle with India. And Oh well, yeah. that's Let's let's dive into that rabbit hole yet again. If you've watched this episode sure. more than twice, you know that we are very disappointed with Sony 
about um, the PlayStation Five is not launching in India. At first, we thought it's weird because they have some uh, copyright issues with some dealer in Delhi who booked the PS Five trademark in India before they could, which was an incredibly funny story to begin with. But that issue got resolved pretty quickly. They got approvals in India because they launched pricing. So technically, there's no reason for them to not launch the console. And mm-hmm. Nilak, what do you think? Why haven't they launched it yet? So the a uh, higher up in Sony had recently held a press conference or something where he admitted that the PS fours are have been selling really well ever since the lockdown started, which is very obvious and it makes sense, right? Okay. So. most of the community thinks that they haven't been launching the ps5 because the ps4s are selling so damn well and sure and you have a lot of stock yeah and yeah the added fact is they have a lot of stock which they of course want to get rid of before they want to mass start i mean they've already started mass producing ps5s but do it at a larger scale mm-hmm. right so i just think it's a very like the move from a business perspective makes sense but that does not mean to say that i like the move or that i need to like the move sure um but okay for sure it's i think uh, the, yeah, the kind sure. of trade off you get from this is um if the ps5 launches right now it will go immediately out of stock which has been the case everywhere else but what mm-hmm. it will do to the business is that people would rather wait for the ps5 which could be coming 6 months 8 months down the line who knows because the the microsoft announced that their cards their um, consoles won't be available really well until march or something like that but again the thing is it's not like they're sitting on stock which isn't selling right exactly so they are they are selling out everywhere else they don't need to have another market in india that's because their previous product is selling out very well here yeah that's kind of what i was getting to would they like Would you rather have a launch of a PS5 which just immediately goes out of sale and also does not create any extra PS4 sales for them, or would you wait for them to like stabilize their situation and then do a launch in India when it is more commonly available? It's it's the sucker solution to the problem, I guess, but it's it's something that I thought of right now. But if it launches, and if it is. um immediately out of stock the ps4s aren't going to sell especially as well um and you still won't have any ps5 on the shelves anyway because like clearly eight people will get it and then it will go out of stock so that, that, i don't know that's exactly right right it's from a business perspective it works yeah and the and the fact of the matter is the people who actually care about sony not like sony being consumer friendly or not are the vocal minority and they don't like as a, they are the vocal minority they don't account for most of the sales of the ps4 or 5 anyway so they aren't as a business perspective from a pr perspective more so they aren't really losing out on much yeah i mean you come here for the enthusiast uh, opinion and the enthusiast opinion is sony bad <laughs> pc good yeah for sure man Sure. But um, I I wouldn't say Sony bad PC good. I mean, Sony bad Microsoft good more so. Yeah, for sure. But again, both of them are huge corps, so I don't want to defend. Yeah, for sure. Like what I find is most of the people who will uh, who want to play 
Spider-Man are still going to buy the PS5, so might as well. And they're going to buy the PS5 six months later when it launches. They they would buy the PS5 tomorrow if it launched. And that's not to discriminate them. If like I pre I clearly pre-ordered Cyberpunk because I wanted to play it. If they did another delay, I would still buy it. So it just goes to show that people who want to play a game will buy the game or buy the console related to the game whenever it launches. So they're not really jeopardizing a huge part of their market by doing this. This turned into a very tame rant about Sony. I'm not. I'm not very happy about that. I wanted more fire. It's just us growing older. Isn't <laughs> yeah. We start complaining and then we're like, yeah, well, they're businesses. They have money to make. <sighs> I mean, at the end of the day, they are for their own benefit, like for their own profit. That's for sure. That I is mean, what business is. Yeah. Well. Anyway, moving on to more interesting stuff. Arkham Knight got an update yes. five years after launch. Which is very weird. I did not see that coming. So they added two new skins to the game, which was so there was no new content update. If you were thinking that they added a new quest or something, uh, quest mission, they added a new mission or something. But uh, they added two new skins which are available when you open the game, and they removed Denuvo on Steam, and Denuvo was removed on other platforms a while back. So if you bought the game on GOG. It was without the Novo, but now if you buy it on Steam, it will also be Sans the Novo, and it's or Epic for that matter. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, it was. It did not have the Novo on Epic either, which is eyebrow raising for the least. Yeah, well, um, it is pretty cool. Like I like the fact that they're still. They probably just had this lying around for a while and they didn't release it, and now they decided to do that, or they might be working on the new game. And just ported over some of the stuff here as a teaser or a glimpse, maybe. It's kind of speculative, but I'm looking forward to new Batman updates because finally next year, hopefully, a new Batman game will launch. And as long as it's not a dumpster fire that Arkham Knight started out as, I think we're in for a good next year. And talking about a good next year, <laughs> uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Launches tomorrow or twenty days before a new year. Well, yes, twenty days before a new year, and in a few well hours from recording. In a few hours from recording, that's for sure. I have started the preloading of the game already, uh, and there the review embargo lifted like two days ago, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It it did and, get uh, get in the hands of some people at least. For of a lot of the uh, better known reviewers, for that matter. Although it, there's a bunch to be said about the same, right? Mm-hmm. So we've been looking at reviews. We've seen a lot of the reviews, and it's a very mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Mixed bag in the sense in very specific areas, right? That a lot. Okay, so let's start off with the good first, right? So a lot of the bigger reviewers, such as Easy Allies, who are some of whom are really into uh rpgs they have really touted it as having the best world building that they have ever seen sure with very nice storytelling and stuff like that which i'm definitely very hyped about there has there is an extensive character customization character creation aspect to this as well which also again is uh, something everybody's expect like has been expecting for a while and looks really good apparently you can customize your genitalia Yeah, that was a thing to, that made it 
to the news a while ago yeah and to an astounding amount of detail that too yeah i i kind of have a feeling people are going to ma- spend a lot of time on it yeah and it's definitely <laughs> going to be interesting it's going to be interesting that's for sure yeah so that was all the good stuff about it right now okay. the bad stuff stands to be the fact that it is plagued with bugs and very game breaking bugs at the same time okay and there has also been a big well confusion so uh pc gamer said that they were playing the day 1 day 0 or day 1 patch version of the game which is supposed to have a lot of bug fixes and stuff right mm-hmm. which was the reason why they delayed the game further mm-hmm. from the november 19th launch day right so pc gamer said that pc gamer did not also mention a lot of the issues but most of the reviewers did and then uh, cdpr pr came out to say that they weren't playing the day one edition it's it's actually very possible that um i i don't know about pc gamer in particular but a lot of the other reviewers might not have been playing like the day one patch and might have been playing a slightly older version which they had binned as the early access version but uh the preview version. yeah the preview early access whatever so yeah um i don't know but yeah go on yeah it's definitely eyebrow raising mm-hmm. and another eyebrow raising fact is a, is that they were only allowed to talk about at least the pc preview okay and they weren't allowed to comment on the console how it runs on the console and at this point it's come to the point where we have no idea how it plays on the older base console which is to say the xbox 1 and the ps4 okay we are expecting it has horrible performance for the reason that we have not seen any gameplay none of the gameplay trailers have included the older base console i wouldn't be surprised so this, i actually didn't even know yeah. that there was a console preview i genuinely did not know because there was no news about it i just thought the pc previews the one that's out and the console preview it doesn't exist and the console version will be yeah, out when it is out that's what i'm saying right they weren't allowed to comment on the consoles but did they so get a version at all to play on the consoles i one of the reviews i i saw hinted that they had the higher version of the console which is the ps4 pro and stuff mm-hmm. but i still don't think that's like anything to go by anything credible to go by mm-hmm. but again it's just weird that they weren't given a like allowed to talk about the console performance no that's fair uh IGN gave it a 9 out of 10 which is insurprising. I mean yeah. I I was introduced to the IGN meme today and yeah. I that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh mm, okay. Next game is Immortals Phoenix of the uh Immortals Phoenix Rising. Sorry for that Freudian slip which was completely not planned. Well, so Aman dislikes the fact that it is an outright rip off. I absolutely do not. But okay. Uh, whatever. So the fact of the matter is, fact of the matter is, it is a very well made game. Uh-huh. It has amazing storytelling. It is based on the Greek mythology. Uh-huh. In the Greek mythology, and it has very nice storytelling, and it is a very puzzle puzzle oriented game. So it's definitely if you're looking at it as a Breath of the Wild clone or a Breath of the Wild rip off. it is definitely one which can well take the 
title of breath of the wild rip off and do it justice mm, okay nice from what i remember so, the last time i we heard about a breath of the wild sort of rip off it sold a million copies or something which was genshin impact got a million downloads um, yeah that was a well that was a hit in and of itself anyway although that's all that's also an mmorpg right yeah. whereas this isn't really this is more so a story driven game yep i kind of i kind of really liked the trailers when i saw them i haven't seen any gameplay footage i think neelak has and mm-hmm. i haven't gone through any of the reviews as well i was hoping to directly buy the game and get into it because i was convinced enough to buy it uh whenever it comes out and uh, yeah so i i like the game i like uh breath of the wild rip offs because it's the only way i'll be able to play breath of the wild in any capacity because ha huh, nintendo does not sell in india just like sony these days <laughs> yes one salty comment <laughs> well so if uh, like for those who like breath of the wild please give the game a try or at least look at gameplays and yeah look at a screen that's like a it. fun thing to do yeah for sure and i i'm saying this because i love breath of the wild and i'll be def- i'm definitely looking forward to playing this mm-hmm. and i also love greek mythology so this is Ooh, right yeah. up my alley and they up, they have a lot of the creators from assassin's creed odyssey and the one thing that odyssey did well was this, like well, the story overarching story uh-huh. so i'm definitely looking forward to the greek mythological aspects of this that's cool and yep and we talked about nintendo and sony but we didn't talk about anything about microsoft so i'm just going to throw in a little microsoft minecraft rtx update This was really not about Microsoft, but more about Minecraft. But I wanted a segue. A micro news, sorry, hmm. I'll allow it. So Minecraft RTX has fully launched. Finally, we can finally rip our cards in Microsoft again. <laughs> yes, yes, we can. So until this point, Minecraft was rippy for con- consoles. The modded Minecraft was rippy for consoles because of mods. For com- computers. because of mods and that was on the cpu side yep now your gpus get now the brunt can, of it as well now we can rip our gpus as well <laughs> yay especially if you have like a gtx gpu that you're trying to run on run with it which i don't even know if that works well it is sadly not getting cold in india but i'd love to <laughs> <laughs> refrigerator pc time <laughs> get <laughs> uh, well i more so i meant uh, very like heater of a pc but i guess that was as well anyway uh, so what did we do for the two weeks that we didn't record so in the last two weeks uh the steam autumn sale happened or the halloween sale as i would have thought no not the halloween sale what am i saying the autumn sale happened yes i almost thought the autumn sale was halloween sale but renamed which is very stupid of me because i entirely forgot the halloween sale great So well, you can call it the Thanksgiving sale it or is, the yeah. Black Friday sale. Yeah, the Black Friday slash Thanksgiving slash Autumn sale, and we bought a lot of games, more games than I would have bought yes. otherwise. So I'll start with my game. Okay, let's start with the common games. Do we have any common games? Yeah. So the common games that we got were Gears Five. Oh yeah, at two hundred bucks, it was a no-brainer. It was a steal. We haven't gotten into. Playing it yet, really? Yeah, but it's definitely something in the books. I felt like a uh, Microsoft game has a campaign, has multiplayer. Can't go wrong with that. A very nice campaign for that matter. Yeah, 
it is by epic games which kind of makes me look kind of sad but it's okay we we can handle that much yeah and then we also bought well i bought aoe2 which i because i'm and husband pestering me about yes it. age of empires 2 definitive edition it's i recommend it to everyone if they want to change their lives and see life in a different way it is yeah. this is my and my attempt at converting you yeah and then i myself bought deus ex mankind divided definitely couldn't get into it completely because it's a very hard hitting and hardcore rpg it's going to take me a while mm-hmm. then i also bought no man's sky because well it actually it's gotten really better and i'll be pitching my pitching it to my friends in the upcoming christmas sale oh yeah i'm i'm buying no man's sky in the christmas sale for sure i was going to buy no man's sky but i kind of ran out of budget after uh buying the next set of games that i'm going to talk about after a lot of pestering from all my friends i bought stardew valley which from what i've been told is a life slash farming simulator because kisan protests are in the new so that that's well, a thing you can live to be a kisan yes you can <laughs> I, i feel bad joking about this <laughs> okay uh i bought sunset overdrive which is one of those games that i tried on the game pass on my xbox a very long time ago and i found it on sale for really cheap so i bought it it's a really like wackadoodle dystopian zombieish game but it has it's a really funny game i would actually recommend watching a stream to see the starting of the uh see the starting like cut scene of the game and if that's not enough to sell it to you i don't know if i can before you get into it any further uh-huh. i'd like to point out that you use the term wacker doodle yes for a genre which is called hack and slash yes or hack em up or smash em up yes or beat em up yes. not a beat em up but yeah just putting it out there go on I I call it Wackadoodle and it is Wackadoodle. Have you seen them? Have you seen those characters? <laughs> well, yes. Have you seen what they say? It's weird and Wackadoodle all the way for sure. Um I apart from that, I think I bought Alan Wake's American Nightmare. I loved Alan Wake and I wanted to play the DLC slash the spin-off game that they made out of it, but I didn't want to torrent it because I was too lazy. and so i found this for like 50 bucks and i bought it because why not and uh, then i bought this game called crosscode and this game has changed my life and in the last for some context yeah we've been asking aman to stop playing rcs for the past 8 months yeah and they got me hooked on to it stopped playing us finally he stopped playing us yeah no game could uh drag me off of that game uh, by the way i played 2 hours of r6 today but uh, right. yeah. in comparison covering addict what can i say in in comparison i played like 7 hours of crosscode yeah well uh so in the last i don't know a week less than that, i don't know i bought this game on the 3rd no i bought it on the 1st i've started playing it on the 3rd ever since then it's the 9th today i have played at least 40 hours and i am addicted it is such a nice game it is a single player game in which you are in some kind of a trance and you're trying to get out of it and in that trance you are in an mmorpg so it is a really meta game where all the npcs are characters in an mmorpg who are actually online and talking to other npcs who are npcs of that actual game i have confused you enough 
this is my pitch for the game i love it so i'd i'd get into slightly more detail explaining it's a top down hack and slash slash shooter kind of a game and it has uh, it it is an rpg in and of itself you can customize your character quite a bit in the upgrade tree and how it works you can really delve into either being completely melee or completely ranged and stuff like that it's it has a lot of replayability and it has uh, a lot of lot explorative of value i uh the reason why i spent so much time on it is because i was just exploring the same area over and over again and finding new places and new creeks and stuff and the layering is made really well and apparently the entire game is made on html5 like forget the fact mm-hmm. that it was made on one language who chooses html5 if they had to lo- use one language <laughs> like i i'm i'm sorry man like i love those guys i love the guys who made the game but really html <laughs> like python existed <laughs> anyway so yeah this is what we bought on the sale uh well and then we played yes. a bunch of stuff over the last two weeks so before the sale we played a bunch of other games as well and after we played and after we played planet side 2 yep which is a dystopian shooter which is very similar to battlefield in the way that it's huge and there are more than well battlefield has around 100 players to 150 players i guess playing on the conquest map planet mm-hmm. side 2 has close to 2000 players on one whole world if not more it's a really weird game i i really like it i find that it it's one of those games that captivates me in a way that other shooters don't even like rainbow six and i am an i am a very certifiably rainbow six siege addict at this point but um planet side 2 gives me a headache after 2 hours of playing it but it's a really really like intense and fun game for sure it's very inter- intense it's well it's main well what do you call it point of attraction is that there is one whole world and you're working with your n number of hundreds and to hundreds of teammates to capture as much of the world as you can and there are three different factions going at it all the time matches matches last for i guess 12 hours or more and you can just enter and exit a match at any time yeah. which is very cool yeah you enter and exit a, exit a match you need not play throughout the whole thing and you get progress for the amount of play it's definitely not a pay to win game oh really yeah although the only things you get if you pay in the game pay for in well micro transactions and what not are the side grade weapons so they aren't really pay to win they they, they kind of do prefer they kind of do like make your game better but from what i can tell they don't impact it in that big a way it's still more skill based than it is payment based yeah it's definitely more skill i was i was having i i got a lot of pickoffs and i just started playing so yeah it's not as it's not really pay to win it's just pay to have a choice in what kind of weapon you want you can just have cooler weapons and stuff but if you're a noob you're still going to die a lot which i did um yeah uh and i did blame it on the fact that it was pay to win but it's not so i have to think of other excuses <laughs> then neelak played two more games which i did not well i yeah i played poe because there is a few events going on currently the last one which is currently going on is called the mayhem event which might be over by the time we launch this episode but then we have another week long event next week and then a three week long event the week after that 
for three weeks after that. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't yes. this the part of the plan where they release content uh, to not clash with Cyberpunk? Yeah. So what originally happened was a new league was supposed to launch, well, in three days on the twelfth. Okay. But what happened was since it was clashing with Cyberpunk, the devs went like, sure, we are not launching the league right now because we don't want it to clash. Mm-hmm. So we'd rather have some events which have no real progress because well that's how POE works and the only thing you get are cosmetics if you reach certain level threshold. Sure. So it's definitely a very chill thing to do and like it's not not as competitive as longer leagues usually are because none of these leagues actually carry over. These are called voided leagues. That means you don't even have a standard character, which is what you do for older leagues when leagues end. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely much chiller and I'm just playing to have fun at this point. Yeah, well, you, you started and, at one thirty yeah. a.m. and played till 4 a.m. and not 8.30 a.m. So that's definitely an improvement. Well, well, yes, for sure. And another game I played was BDO, which is Black Desert Online. It has been touted as one of the best MMORPGs of this era. Uh, I, I won't say that. Of the last few years, I'd say. Uh-huh. And... So it is. It's a game which is very grindy, insanely grindy. So much so that AFKing is legitimately a thing. So much so that you can literally switch the game on into an AFKing thing to do, minimize the game to three. Okay, and it has so like a low power mode minim- thing. Yes. So wow. it takes the minimum amount of resources, and I have checked. It takes lesser resources than Steam does when you minimize Steam. That's weird. Why would a game promote that? Just so play hours, right? So, okay. So, the reason to promote that is you can pay to skip. Oh, okay. Right. It kind of feels like that the whole Clash the whole of Clans thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, well, makes sense. Clash of Clans, but you need to be online. Yeah. Uh, so, I played that. I did not play it on the ofi- uh, official servers because of how grindy it is. I played it on a custom server, which is called a private server or P server. Mm-hmm which had 10 times the XP gain and a lot of quality of life fixes. Mm-hmm. So that is what I played on. I played it for two days. I reached a very high level and then I gave up on it. Okay. But it has insanely nice combat. It has one of... It, it has the best combat of any MMORPG I have played. Okay. That's... And that is saying a lot. Yeah, you've played, played way too many. MMORPGs. Yeah. And... Even even if I'm not comparing it to other MMORPGs, it has a very nice combat system, which I recommend everybody to try out at least once. It's very beautiful. The game looks very nice. Yeah, the game is gorgeous. And tell me this, why have I never heard of this game before? Because it is... Um, I'm, I'm actually surprised you haven't heard of Black Desert Online per se, but that might be because you're not into MMORPGs as much. I'm definitely but, not. Yeah, but for people who are into MMORPGs, this is definitely a like one of the top few games for the same okay and this very recently if i'm not wrong two to three years back had an english launch until which it was just a korean game okay that makes more sense that could be another reason why yeah that makes more sense i hadn't heard of fantasy star online as well until it launched fully in english yeah uh Uh yeah so that happened and the rainbow six siege uh new season launched it's called neon dawn it it launches with a new operator and unlike most people thinking that I played all of it for a very long time, I did not. I, and that is not to say that I didn't, I didn't want to. 
I started playing the game and after two rounds, it crashed. I relaunched it. Two rounds, it crashed again. I have got it down to a pattern. Whenever a new update launches, at least one person from our group has crashing issues so bad that they stop playing the game for a while and then they come back to it a few days later and magically it is fine. I played it today and magically everything is fine. But the first few days when I really wanted to try out everything in the game, it just didn't work. And therefore I switched to cross code in anger and then played too much of it. Uh, so... Well, it is a slippery slope. It, it really is. I played 40 hours of cross code in rage. <laughs> like, what am I doing with my life? I don't know. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, the new season looks kind of fine. Um, the operator looks pretty cool. It's 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 a very weird meta at this point. Like, um, So, Rainbow Six Siege had this thing called the 20 second meta. And what it means is, um, the game is based a lot on tactical... Um, it's a very strategic shooter in that sense that you plan out where your like where your utility gadgets will go and those stop the enemies from coming in and you can stop plants by like the bomb plants by um, using your utilities etc etc but what has happened in the game is most people end up trying to break the utilities for most of the round and then just rush into the site at the, like the last 20 seconds and that has kind of like broken kind of the game dynamic because it's not as, you know, fragging anymore. Like you're not shooting as much as you are just looking around. Uh, and they're trying to fix that by making more um, interactive gadgets that kind of disable instead of breaking so that you can just like disable it, get in and get out quickly. Um, mm-hmm. It's weird to explain on a podcast without any visual reference. And it explain it's harder even to explain to people who don't play either Rainbow Six or FPS games in general. But um, yeah, it's what I, all I can say is they're trying to fix the problems in their meta and they're trying to fix bugs and shit. But yeah, with Ubisoft, they fix two bugs, another new one pops up. Yeah, it's a cycle. All, all I can give them props for is for maintaining a game for five years so well that it's still a very playable game with a pretty big user base. And I'd like to add that mm-hmm. there are cer- certain changes which I guess someone missed out on. Uh, the biggest one to me being that the battle pass was extended to 100 levels. Oh yeah. It kind of didn't cross my mind because I couldn't get past a full match to actually get battle points. You, you see the problem here, right? <laughs> so yeah, the battle pass is now 100 tiers. It, was, it used to be like 40, 45, then it became 70 in the last season and this season it's 100 which is a lot and it actually is uh also lasts much longer like it's like 84 days yeah it's 85 days when it launched which is pretty quite a lot that's almost two and a half months which means it's almost three months yeah which means that i think the next season is going to be like launching right at the end of the battle pass like a few weeks out from the battle pass at least being announced Which, I don't know, they might be cutting out on an event or something in between. Because generally, the the pattern is Battle Pass ends, then they have an event, and then the new season is launched. Like, the new season is announced and launched to the test servers and stuff. So, I don't know what they're doing, but let's see. In fact, Mm -hmm. uh, CSGO recently had a new operation launch, which was cool after quite quite a while. Quite a while. We aren't really covering it too much because we haven't been 
been playing CS:GO for a while, but it's definitely a good thing. Yeah, I uh, didn't expect any new content coming out for CS:GO. To be really honest, because I thought it's quite, it's a game that kind of like is self-contained to the point where it does not need that kind of a content launch. But that's it's really cool to see that they're still working on it. So yeah, I think that's it for this week. This we played a lot of games and we did a lot of stuff. and we still talked about some news which is quite the wholesome episode don't you think i i like this episode yep you you have to it's in the contract hashtag #save neelak all right blinks profusely <laughs> all right it's 137 am and we're wrapping up this episode goodbye y'all goodbye